Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it to your story on social media or make a post about it anywhere that that you uh, consume content. Put the word out. We really want to get the word of health and fitness out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate it. And now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here and Flo with Caleb and Tyler, and we are in our brand new, bigger recording studio. It's exciting. Glad to be here. Uh, and we are going to talk about something else that's exciting. This is the first podcast of 2023. That is correct. Three I, is I was trying to, I got confused on what year it was again. Uh, so anyways, uh, first podcast of 2023, and we thought this would be a great time to, d- to discuss goals. Uh, start of the year is you know, a, a big time for people to set goals, set resolutions, all those types of things. And uh, we're going to talk about the goal setting process and also how we like to break down goals into systems and habits that are going to make us much more likely to achieve those goals. So excited about this conversation today. I think that for a lot of us out there, the the topic of goals sometimes is a little bit cringe or it feels a little bit forced. And so for a lot of people, I think it's going to be, I'm hoping to have a conversation about what if you don't have a goal, where can you start? Because we know that goals are what create progress. And as you move towards progress, sometimes for a lot of people, I think we're just trying to stay above water and just trying to survive. And so how do you get from a mindset where you've just been trying to survive the end of the year? How is it even, where do you get the energy to set a new goal and sometimes that can be an overwhelming process and so we're also going to talk about what is it like if you don't have a goal and how can you get to a place where you have the energy to set and accomplish a new goal and so um i think that's something that i'd be interested to hear you guys thoughts on is what are maybe some goals that you what are some goals that you think will be good for people to have and i have some thoughts on that as well i'm just uh happy that we uh accomplished our goal of uh having a podcast in the new podcast studio uh Mm -hmm. let's take a moment and just recognize uh this was a big goal that we had and so i'm just uh i'm pumped to be here this is a gonna be the set of uh a great new year guys i'm pretty excited to hear what y'all have to say and uh to chime in on how to approach setting goals and now there's windows in the podcast so we'll have to reel you back in in case you get caught looking out the window tyler (laughs) if you hear any thuds then we do have a bird that's been trying to get in for a couple weeks and that's my friend has not yet put it together that there's no getting in here um okay so let's move on with the uh the the topic at hand today so first thing uh when i'm thinking about this is i think the end of the year for me is a great time to think about how uh the year the previous year went and kind of reflect on uh the trajectory of certain areas of my life and if i'm happy with the progress that i made or the way the the direction that they're headed and i think that's the first step is taking a step back and looking at um your life as a whole and determining um am i happy uh with my progress in this area of life am i happy where i am and i like to think of it and um break it down into categories so uh spiritual uh 
personal, uh, like with my family and personal, just personal development, that type of thing, health and fitness, and then also career and financial would be kind of lumped into one. And I kind of look at each one of those and determine, am I happy with, uh, you know, with the current situation in these, or, um, do I feel like I need to, um, make some adjustments? And I feel like the end of the year is always a great time to kind of reflect on that. And something that my wife and I do have done every year is sit down at the end of the year and kind of review how the last year went and then talk about some goals that we each want to set, um, for the upcoming year. So to me, the first step is kind of taking a step back and, and, uh, finding some time to, to reflect on yourself and where, where you're at, uh, currently in your life. And if you're happy, um, with where you're at in each area and obviously, uh, we're all human and we're probably all going to think of things that could be better. And so that's the first step is determining which areas, um, I feel like I could improve in the most or would bring the most, uh, benefit to my life. And then from that point, then you can determine what, what type of goal might help you get to that because ultimately goals are just, you know, their goals are just, they're just arbitrary things that we set. But if, um, the goal of goals is to set something that is going to allow us to better our life in some way. And so it's just kind of like a, a way to determine if we are making progress towards, um, a better version of ourselves or a better life, uh, whatever that, you know, you determine for yourself in that area. And they're just tools to help us get to where we want to get to. And they're not the end all be all itself. Like the, the achievement of a goal is not the ultimate, you know, achievement per se. It's more of, um, if I achieve a goal, it shows me that I'm making progress in an area of my life that is important to me. I think it's important to recognize the distinction between the levels of different goals. There are goals where you have a true priority and things in a priority in your life has gotten shifted or gotten pushed away. And it is vital that you set and achieve that goal within a certain time frame. So I don't, you know, the specific examples may be unique. It could be something, uh, like you said, it could be one of those categories. Uh, it could be a spiritual goal. It could be a relational goal. It could be some sort of, um, you know, habit that is that is true, drastically lowering your quality of life. There's there's those like real priorities, and those will demand a certain level of adherence and habits. That um, maybe it's a little different if it's something where you feel like, okay, I want to set a goal just so I know I'm bettering myself. It's not going to affect my family tomorrow or next week, but it may be something that uh, helps push me to healthy habits. So recognizing there's a lot of different ranges of true priorities. And so when you do take those time, that time to reflect, I think it's important to categorize those goals to where you don't put you know, losing three or four pounds of body fat on the same spectrum of I need to start drinking less because it's affecting my my work yeah. performance and my family or something. That's just one example. But um, the idea is you just want to try to create some sort of um, guide rail to figure out what is the most priority that I have for the year and what are some things that I know are going to be healthy, but maybe not the most yeah, important. Th- yeah. And once you... And that's awesome. Like that's a that's a really good way of determining. I guess, like you said, like that priority is so important. And I think something that has been really, really beneficial for me. Something that I was uh, taught, and a lot of people may have heard this before, may have not. Um, but in undergrad, we uh, in our fraternity, we would have our meetings with our headquarters, and they'd bring down these big worksheets and spreadsheets, and we put all over the wall these different types of goals and all these things. And that was kind of the first time I worked with that 
but since then it's been something that I've always done and it's worked and it's uh, the smart goal method. So I think once, once you get your priorities, I guess you could say in line and, and figure out exactly where it is you want to go when it comes time to putting these, these big, like Hunter said, arbitrary, these big over the head type of goals into practice and to see progress happen on them. Uh, using this smart goal method is something that I've done for a long time. And a lot of people I've worked with is, is work for them. And so it's just an acronym. We we're in the fitness industry. We love our acronyms. You know, we love, uh, EMOM and, and AMRAP and smart is another one you can put on the list and it's just specific. It's a measurable, it's an actionable, it is a realistic and a timely goal. So when we sit down and say, I want to learn how to do a bar muscle up. Well, that is a really cool goal. And I, I use that specific example all the time because that's one that I hear a lot. Well, okay, there's a specific part of it, but how are we going to measure if you're making progress? How are we going to act on that goal? What is the realistic steps to get to that completion of that specific goal? And then what's the time frame? Do you want to do it by next week, next month, by the end of the year? So when it comes time to putting the the pen and paper on, uh, on or the pen on the paper and writing these things out, having that 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 guideline, that smart goal, and sectioning out exactly how you want to break down each step, I found has been a really really appropriate way to make sure that you've got all the boxes checked when it comes to achieving the goal in and of itself. So that's something I like to try to, especially with clients working forward, especially um, clients that know what they want to accomplish. A lot of times we know what we want to accomplish. It's just getting there and having that guideline, I think, is is really, really helpful for a lot of people. I think that's a great example of using a tool that um, if you're not super um, familiar with setting goals or haven't really done it a whole lot, that's a great place to start because it allows you to determine uh, the right type of goal that can help you, you know, set you up to succeed. Because if you set up some uh, pie in the sky goal without any, you know, setting, you know, having any parameters on it, uh, you're probably not going to achieve it. And then you'll be disappointed. But if you can set a goal that is realistic, and that you can actually achieve in a certain timeline, you're going to be much more likely to achieve it. And then you can move on and continue that process. Um, I wanted to give a couple examples uh, from a few different goals I've set in the past. And also, I'm setting for myself going forward, um, and just kind of walk through my process that I, that I came up with this. So, um, and these are health and fitness related. So, uh, about three or four years ago, um, after we had, uh, we had purchased the, the Oxford location and, um, after about six months, our head coach, uh, had quit. And so I was basically running the gym up there remotely. And then also trying to do all my other duties at the other two gyms as we had three at the time. Um, and so that was a, you know, a two hour drive. There'd be some days I'd get up at you know, four in the morning to drive up so I could coach the 9 a.m. class. And, um, you know, there were times where I was sleeping on the floor in, in the gym to take naps and that type of thing. It was just a time of a lot of travel, a ton of work, and just trying to keep my head above water. And I, I really had let my fitness slack off. At that point, I was had determined I was done competing. And I had spent so much of my life dedicated to health and fitness that I kind of just was like, I'm not even going to focus on this right now. I'm going to focus on the career and the business and that type of thing. And so I realized that over that period, I really let my, my fitness slack off. I wasn't tracking my food. I was eating, eating bad. A lot of times I was not working out consistently. And so 
at at that point, um, at the end of the year, I realized that getting back on the health and fitness track uh, was a big priority for my life because it was going to spill over into every other area. I knew if I wasn't working out consistently and I wasn't feeling good, it was going to affect my relationships. It was going to affect my my marriage. It was going to affect um, my business and and that type of thing. So um, I, that's why I set a goal. I'm going to work out 250 times this year, and uh, you know I share that on social media, and I think a lot of other people participated. But that was a way for me to um, you know, hold myself accountable and get back and say, if I, I have to work out five days a week for 50 weeks to be able to achieve this goal. And that was something that allowed me to get back in the routine and consistently. So if you think about break that down, overarching goal was I got to get back on track on my health and fitness. And that was, you know, if that was just the goal that I set, how am I going to measure that? I'm not going to be able to determine if I did that or if I didn't or whatever. So then I had to break it down further into what do I need to do consistently for this period uh, of the year to, uh, and if I do the, that, I'll be, you know, much more likely to be healthier and fitter than I was at the beginning of the year. And I've determined, all right, I just need to start working out consistently again. So I set the goal 250 and I hit that and I felt much better. My, my scores were all better. My body composition was better. All that type of stuff was, um, was, you know, achieved. And so I was back on the track and I have continued that routine going forward, um, through, uh, through the couple years after that. So I developed the habit again that I kind of given up over a, you know, six to nine month period. So that was a few years ago. So this is another one that, um, now as I'm getting, you know, I'm 37 now, I'm, I'm kind of starting to think about long-term, uh, you know, obviously health and fitness is going to be a big part of my life for the rest of my life. But what area of my health and fitness do I feel like, um, needs the most attention at this point? And for me, um, it is, uh, mobility because I've, you know, my mobility has been regressing, especially since I don't spend near as much time on it as I had. And as you get older, it's only going to get worse. And so I realized that this is something that needs to be the a top priority for me in this coming year for my health and fitness, because, um, if I'm have more mobility, I'm more flexible. I'm, I'm going to be less likely to get hurt. Um, I'm going to be able to perform movements better. I'm going to feel better, all that type of thing. So, uh, a goal I'm setting for myself this year is to do uh, 10 minutes of mobility every, every morning. Okay. So just 10 minutes, I'm going to focus on, um, you know, the areas that I feel like are the biggest priority for me, but I'm setting the goal, not just so I can say, Oh, I do 10 minutes of mobility day, but the goal is ultimately to help me get more mobile and flexible so that it's going to translate to, you know, the rest of my life, because I want to be, you know, have a high quality of life for a long period of time. And so that to me, that's a, a huge priority for my health and fitness, especially after this past year of running and training for a marathon, you're, you're definitely costing yourself mobility and flexibility with all those miles and, and running and that type of thing. And I'm, I want to avoid getting a, a place where I can really start having some aches and pains and that type of thing again. So that's a goal I'm setting for myself. That's going to help my health and fitness for a long period of time, because now I'm looking at things in a 10, 20, 30 year time horizon. And I'm thinking if I continue down this track of mobility that I am, I'm at now when I'm 55, it's going to be really bad. And I'm going to be having lots of pains. And, um, so I want to get on top of that now. That's great. I mean, I, that's for a lot of people. I think those goals are really, those are probably the biggest goals. The most con- common goals that we see is I want to be more consistent exercising. Um, when I'm exercising, I want to move safely and feel better. So mobility is a huge piece of that. Um, and then I think for, for a lot of people, like I said, kind of at the beginning, one thing that I noticed too, is that a lot of the people that we get to work with every day are just trying to make it through a lot of different things going on in their life outside of the gym. And so it can sometimes seem like there's 
it's so hard just to get in the gym every day. How am I supposed to set some, you know, some goal of that's very aspirational. I already feel a little bit overwhelmed. And so for those out there that feel like you are in that place where it does seem overwhelming to set a goal of doing something, you know, 10 minutes every day or to go in the gym 250 times, all those, where do those, you know, a lot of times that can be really overwhelming at the beginning of the year. And so one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the times the reason goals don't work is just that the why you started the goal in the first place starts to diminish as you get into the nitty gritty of life, right? And as you start to get into the just the ebbs and flows of schedules and weekdays and weekends and the year starts getting busy, um, that why you started in the first place starts to diminish. And so one thing that um, I would encourage our listeners to do is to really find a way to remind yourself of why you set the goal as often as possible. And so if the goal is to be in the gym 250 times for the year, the reason you set that is because like you said, Hunter, you start to notice it affects your marriage. It affects your work ethic. It affects how you feel, how you sleep. It affects so many different things. Well, for a lot of people, it's just reminding yourself of those things. Um, And so you know, whether it's you write it on a sticky note and put it in your car, you put it in the dash of your car, you put it on a mirror in the bathroom, you put it on the refrigerator, somewhere where you can remind yourself of why you're setting that goal, I think is a big component because the reason goals don't work is because the why starts to disappear once you get into the busyness of life. There's a, uh, a great um, reminder tool that I've heard that somebody told me they did one time and I thought that, that it was genius and it was somebody that was trying to lose a significant am- amount of weight and they had bought a shirt in the size that would they could wear at their goal weight and they hung it up in their closet so every day they just they saw it every day they walked in their closet they saw and so that became the manifestation of their goal of if i achieve my weight loss goal i will be able to wear that shirt and i thought that was so genius because every day it's a reminder of this is why i'm doing this this is why i'm doing this and the more reminders we can put in front of ourselves you know people tape their goals to their, um, their bathroom mirror on the wall in their bathroom uh, bedroom and those type of things. And, um, because it, it reminds us every day, you know, there's, you're not going to feel like doing the thing that you need to do every single day. Most more days than not, you're going to feel like not doing it. If you only do the work on the days that you feel like doing it, you're never going to get anything accomplished. So if you can, uh, create a reminder for yourself, um, of why, you're doing what you're doing is going to make it much more likely for you to do the hard things that you know you need to do to enable to achieve the goal that you set. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually had a uh, meeting yesterday with a new nutrition client and she's, uh, she's a teenager and it was so cool having a conversation with someone who, uh, you know, can't even, she's not even old enough to drive yet. And we're having a conversation about, Hey, why do you want to, you know, what are your goals and why do you want to achieve them? And she's like, I just want to be able to, to do this for a long time. Cause I really enjoy all the activities that, that being in fitness and working out allows me to accomplish. I was like, that's like that, that is like for someone like of her age, I was really blown away, but I started to think about, it. I was like, that's probably a lot of people is, you know, want, want to continue to do the things that we're currently able to do and, and doing them either better or, you know, at the same rate as we age. And something I told her, I was like, write down a few of your favorite things to do and see like how, you know, working through your nutrition and, and focusing on that and, and setting and accomplishing your goals will help you do those a little bit better. Um, and I think it's so cool and something that, 
uh, I'm a firm believer of is if you're not willing to share it with someone and it doesn't have to be everyone. It doesn't have to be on social media. If you're that kind of person where social media helps you a lot, then use it. But I, I'm a firm believer that if, if you have a goal and you're not willing to share it with at least one other person or speak it out loud or write it down somewhere, then probably at the end of the day, you really don't align with that goal for the most part. I'd be willing to bet. Um, and so, you know, just kind of let let people in like, on a little little thing that I like to do with with clients when we meet for the first time is it's and I know we talk about finding that truest why that that deepest why um, you know don't ask yourself why just once ask yourself why three four five times why do you want to lose twenty pounds well why is that important to you okay now why is that you know going to be the way that you go about doing it so when you we dig a little deeper when we can get into that deepest that that fifth layer of why, whether it's weight loss, whether it's uh, a goal in the gym, whether it's something like Hunter, like you're saying, you know, in your career, Hunter, you've been, you know, really impactful on, on my career. And, you know, we've sat down and had these conversations and, you know, you've asked me, Hey, what, what do you want to do with your career? What do you want to get out of being a coach? And we've sat down and, and we've put the numbers on paper and say, this is exactly what you need to do every week of every month to accomplish this by the end of the year. And something that I think just rings true is the more specific and the more uh, modes that we have to measure our progress, the more likely we're going to be able to continue to be motivated because something that we found out is that motivation always follows action. And on those days that we're not feeling really motivated, if you just can take one little five minute action, just something that takes you five minutes, you know, if it's that... 30 second cold shower. If it's not the full minute, that's, you know, one of those things where, Hey, something sometimes is, is better than nothing. So if you can take five minutes, just a five minute action every single day, more than likely you're going to be more motivated as, as the day goes on to, to accomplish that, that goal. So we try to sometimes, I think sometimes we try to, to, to rope the moon in when really all we need to do is, is focus on, you know, just, just getting off the ground. Um, and so, whenever it comes to to setting that goal and you've got that goal set and you're ready to get after it if if you write it down somewhere if you have a, a someone that you can confide in for accountability say hey you know i'm going to i'm going to text you my progress or you know i want to talk to you once a week once a month that's what as coaches that's what we love to do mm-hmm. we i love when people send me updates on their progress hey this week i back squatted a weight for two that a year ago, I couldn't even think about doing like that is to me, like as a coach, I hear that and I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I'm so proud of you. And they say, you know, my mind in my mind, I told myself a year ago, I was never going to be able to do this movement or this weight. And when they do it, I'm just like, just think about like a year ago, you, you said out loud, I'm going to do this next year. And because you spoke it, because you wrote it down, because you had someone to keep you accountable, all of a sudden you're more motivated because you got a little bit of pressure. You got a little bit of something on your shoulders or over your head to say, well, if I don't accomplish this, this person's going to, going to be asking me, Hey, what's going on? Why, you know, why haven't you been showing up? And so it's just so cool to see, like we're all motivated in different ways. And if you can find some action, I think the motivation typically tends to follow that. Sometimes I think our, our goal too is going to require, like you said, asking the why, the different levels, but it's also going to require translating the goal into habits. And so what you've got is you've got this goal that you set and it is a thing that you want to accomplish, but the thing that you want to accomplish only happens when you do things 
that lead to that result. So where we get into, I guess, the discussion with a lot of members is, what are the habits that you can focus on so you don't have to focus on the goal, but the goal is just going to be the outcome? So we set the goal at the beginning, but then we also, we don't just look at the goal because looking at the goal is just, that's just a thing. Like you said at the beginning, Hunter, it's just an arbitrary thing that you threw out into space. But where you get to that point is then refocusing everything onto specific habits. And so an example for us from business is, hey, my goal is to, I would love for the gym that I'm in charge of to grow. I would love for our impact to grow in the community and all those different things. I'd love to see people's lives change and and all that, just like you talked about with nutrition clients, right? So we start there, but at the end of the day, the goal of growing the gym is just a thing. Like, yeah, we'd love for the gym just to grow, but it doesn't just grow. You've got to do things every day. So what do we start with? We start with things like I'm going to clean the gym no matter what. It's going to be clean every single day because I know I can control that. That's a habit that we worked on. Let's make sure we're not losing members. So we wanted to make sure that, well, let's focus on retaining members because we know people are going to come in, but man, we're losing a lot of members throughout the year. What if we put our effort into some of the habits with regards to retaining. So a lot of you listening, you get retention calls and we call you to check in and to help you refocus your own goals. That helps us and helps us with the goal of, you know, creating a gym that grows. And so I think when we get into some of those habits for us, we talk about in the gym, let's talk about fitness goals. Some of the example goals that people have, I think one consistency, everybody wants to be more consistent the first thing I think about with consistency with a habit is you've got to schedule it. And so let's get into what is a habit that you can do every week that's going to create consistency. And for us, we talk about this with brand new members. We take them to the app. We show them the Zen Planner app and we encourage them to, at the beginning of your week, every Sunday, sit down and go and plan your week from the very beginning so nothing can come up. And by setting that habit of opening the app on Sunday and scheduling out my four days or my five days for the week and going ahead and reserving my spot, that habit will create that arbitrary goal of 250 workouts for the year. Paying a membership. I'm going to pay this membership and I'm going to see it every month. By paying the membership, it's going to add that layer of accountability to make sure that I remain consistent when I don't want to do something. Um, and so you could go down the line, I think, with with a lot of different goals. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to you set the goal in the sky, and then what are the habits that become the stairs to get there? That's that's great, Caleb. I want to um, I just want to kind of walk through real briefly my the goal setting process that I use for myself, and then um, hopefully it'll help you guys. Maybe you can you can take something away from it, and then. Um, at the end, I kind of want to get you guys uh, feedback on maybe a goal that you've set for yourself coming uh, for uh, 2023. So I'll give you all a couple minutes to think about that. But um, so this is something that I've done and I started it about uh, five or six, six or seven years ago at this point, probably. And the first step and when I kind of started thinking about all this stuff, it was very overwhelming. But I just started brainstorming, literally thinking about my life. Uh, and diff- the different aspects of a life that I, I mentioned earlier, my health and fitness, my uh, uh, personal, my uh, spiritual and my uh, business slash financial. Um, and I started brainstorming what where I'm, what am I not happy with currently in my situation in these areas and in, you know, trying to think as big as possible, like where would I possibly want to get to and kind of think about that. And just I just started brainstorming and writing stuff down. And, you know, I ended up having a pretty long list of things. And then I kind of started calling through that 
and determine, okay, well, what, which ones do I feel like are the most important are going to have the biggest impact first on my life. And I, I used to set a lot of, a lot of goals. And what I've done now is <clears throat> I've realized like setting too many goals sets myself up to failure. So basically I'm, I'm going through each one of those categories and really just setting one goal uh, for the year. And so, like I said, health and fitness to me, I treat those as two different ones. Um, so health for me is the, the 10 minutes of mobility um, because I feel like that's the biggest thing I can do for a year that's going to have the biggest impact on my health. And then fitness for me, um, I'm 37. Like I said, I'll be 38 at the end of next year. And I started thinking about, you know, I haven't really spent a lot of time, um, you know, doing working on just how, how my physique is in a long period of time. And I was like, it'd be cool. You know, this Coyote's open 10 years. I want to look better at 37 than I did at 27. And so that's kind of a goal I set for myself. So um, those are two goals. So at that point, I kind of go and what big thing do I want to try to achieve this year in each one of those areas? And then I break that down further and say, okay, well, what do I need to do on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis that if I do those, I will be very likely to achieve this goal. And then I track those relentlessly. So uh, for the health and fitness, like I said, the mobility for me, it's literally 10 minutes of mobility every morning. Cause I knew, I knew if I did it, if I try to do it at the gym, some days things would get busy and I might get it. I might not get done, but I know, I know I can do 10 minutes in the morning at my house. So I'm doing 10 minutes of mobility at my house before I leave the house. Um, that's, I'm also going to feel good leaving the house cause I've got the blood flow and I've done some stretching, that type of thing. Um, for the uh, fitness, which is, I want to look better, at, um, 37 than 27. So what I'm doing is I determine, okay, what does my weekly schedule need to look like? And obviously this is something that I've been doing for a really long time. So it was pretty easy for me to think about that, but for some, somebody else, it might be harder. And that's where, you know, talking to somebody who a coach that can help you, um, do that would be great. But for me, I was like, all right, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to do the, the, the coyote, uh, workout of the day, just like I've been doing like last year with the marathon. Wednesday, I'm going to do the, the strength and physique. So I'm just adding in a little bit extra strength. And Saturday, I'm doing the strength and physique. So basically, I'm adding in an extra strength and physique sex, uh, session. So I'm doing the, you know, the, the back squats, the deadlifts, the bench press, the shoulder press, that type of thing every week. And then I'm doing the physique track every week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. And then I'm tracking my food every day for a year. You know, I'm putting in my fitness pal, setting goal, doing in-body scan and, and, and adjusting going forward. And so I know for a fact that if I do those things, I will get to that point because I've done, I know that that's what it takes to get it done. And then, I'll, you know, all the other things will fall into place around that. And I know eventually I will get to that point sooner rather than later, most likely. But so that's that's kind of the, the, the big picture process that I set. Number one, brainstorming. Think about it. Write it down. Now I'm to the point where I'm, I'm thinking about these things a lot. So I already by the end of the year, I already have a pretty good idea where I want to go the following year. But when I first started, I had to literally sit down, create time in my calendar where I was kind of away, had some space to think and really started brainstorming. What do I want my life to look to look like in the future? That type of thing. And then from there, kind of call down and say, all right, well, which ones are going to have the biggest impact for me to focus on each year and pick one for each category and then set the goal and then break each one of those down into what do I need to do every day or every week to make sure I get to that. And that's kind of the process that I've used every year. And it's, it's been great. And then the last one, like Tyler said, share it with somebody. I share it with my wife. I don't like to share all my goals with in public because you know, you get that dopamine hit just when you talk about your goals. And if you do it enough, you're going to feel like you accomplished your goal, even though you never did just because you're getting the, the feel good of doing it. So I like to share like one or two with, you know, in, out in public with a group of people, because that's going to hold me accountable. But most of my other ones I share with my wife and then we write them down together and put them up on our refrigerator and keep it there in front of us. So it's on our refrigerator all year as long uh, as well. So we can kind of make sure uh, where heading goes. And I've achieved a lot of them. Some of them, a lot, some of them I haven't achieved and that's fine. I can look at it and then 
six months into it, I'm like, I'm not even more close to this. And I really, I thought it was important to me, but it's not as important to me as I thought it was. I'm not willing to do the work that, that is required to achieve it. So I scratch it and move on and don't, don't beat myself up over not achieving it. But you know, over the years you start kind of getting steered towards the direction that you ultimately want to get to, uh, which is a really fun process. And you know, it's kind of like a, at the end of the year review, how the year went and then is there anything I want to change and then do it again for the following year. So that's kind of the process I've been using and, and it's worked, worked really well for me. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> Let's uh, on the fly come up with goals. The only thing I feel like I can honestly talk about is something that is a goal for me uh, and for Tyler, I know, for Lauren, for our Flowwood team out here. Like One of the things that I've just been solely focused on over the past four and a half years is I want... I want to grow the our gym. You know, I would love like Hunter when we first when I first had a job at Coyote Fitness, uh, and we sat down and Hunter's thinking about buying another gym, and we decide he decides he's going to do it and buy another gym, and he kind of like put out this challenge of okay, we've got a gym with thirty eight people, and we want to grow this gym to um, the sky's the limit. You know, not even putting a number on it. And I think for for me, like at that point it gave me so much focus even when it came to exercise and my health because I wanted my exercise and my health to facilitate the amount of energy that I would need to um, to take something and to grow it. And so my health and fitness goals became an accessory to this primary goal of growing our gym. And so we have a number in mind for this gym and membership and where we feel like is a, is a place to be that probably is a maximum now. That's a reality. And so um, as we look towards that, that's been something that I have um, talked about with members. And I think, of course, everybody knows I want to create an impact in Flowwood. And I, want to I wanted to come to this community and create a place that is a safe place for people to get in the best shape of their life. So when they leave the gym every day, they go out and they're a better version of themselves. And why would we not want to do that for more and more people? And so for me, that's been the priority. And um, I love fitness and I love exercising. And so with that, I've set this goal for myself to be able to maintain a certain level of my physical capacity. And so that's looked like, you know, wanting to perform well in the CrossFit Open and to be able to have a great time doing the CrossFit quarterfinals. And so maintaining that level of fitness while also prioritizing every ounce of energy into creating opportunities for our coaches here. Um, and I think that I've, I really have in the last year really started to find a balance and a real joy in, um, in not taking exercise as the priority, but letting exercise be an accessory to the priority for me in the last couple of years and still is this year. And it's getting this gym to as big as where we just can't grow anymore. Well, from an observer standpoint, I'll say like, I've seen that mentality shift with you a little bit. Like, like I, I see you and this is just me just noticing and, and we spend so much time together. Like I, I've seen your demeanor uh, around fitness become more relaxed, but not to the extent to where it's, it's kept your fitness level from continuing to expand. And so it, it actually, like I use you with an, as an example for, to a lot of people of someone who like you continually, as you've grown and as I've seen you over the past couple of years, get fitter as we go and watching you PR benchmarks. Um, and you know, you voicing me like, I still want to continue to maintain that level of fitness. Um, so I just like commending you. Like I see that 
you've done that like you know over this last year like i've watched it happen you know standing next to you so um you know good job thanks tyler on that i just want to give you enough a, of this gooey show yeah. emotion. What about right, tyler, um, what you got so something my wife and i uh do every uh year at least something that we started doing this last year that we're going to continue to do every year is um i i like to have and i i spend a lot of time thinking and praying about about this and, and letting it come to me but um having a word for the year um, and a word that, that maybe comes to me and something that I try to, to focus a lot of my energy and efforts around. And that's a way that I like to maintain my goals and set goals. And that may work for some people. It works for me. And so my word for 2023 that's kind of been put on my heart is, is own. And it's just like learning to act as an owner in all the things that I do. I've been in a really fortunate scenario and I consider myself very blessed to be a part of this team and to be a part of this community. And I was in a place just two years ago, two Christmases, two New Year's ago, where I was kind of at my wits end with what am I going to do with, you know, a career long term. I get very caught up in the long term sometimes that I forget to kind of look down at my feet right in front of me. Um, Head in the clouds. Head in the clouds. I know (laughs) it's it's hard when you're a visionary. Um, But something that I've really wanted to, to be more affirmed in is my actions as owning owning my actions and so uh, every morning waking up with the intention of owning everything I say and everything I do and what that looks like for me is setting a lot of goals based on some of the parameters that we use from a health standpoint uh, around the beach body challenge parameters which is hydration starting off the day with with hydration having more for me a big thing i love coffee i drink a lot of coffee um having more water than coffee in my at least first half of my day um that's just an actionable way that i can focus on my hydration and then through conversation owning my words owning my actions and just that word own is has been kind of pressed on on my heart and so that's something that this next year um, I'm, I'm going to have the opportunity to, uh, mentor some coaches that have just started and, and help some other coaches grow their capacity and their business. And so helping them also do the same thing. And Hunter, you've done that with me is just teaching me like, Hey, you just own everything you do, own all of your actions, all of your words and, and good things happen when you do that. And so that's just something that this next year, you know, if, if I could set a word and a word that I've really been thinking about is just acting as an owner in everything that I do. That's awesome. Extreme ownership. I, I love it. And it's so freeing when you, when you just take control, complete ownership in every area of your life. Um, and realize that, yeah, everything in my life is my fault. And also, um, I can do something to, to change it because if you live in the, um, victim mentality, of it's somebody else's fault that I'm this, you, you're never going to be able to make change. And it's such a, a prison of your own making because, um, you don't ever do anything to, to improve your, your, your spot in life. And so I commend you for that because that's, that's really cool. Um, let's move on. That was an awesome, awesome, uh, discussion. And I love talking about this type of stuff. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was texting somebody yesterday and that's one of my favorite parts of the job is sitting down with our coaches and talking about their specific goals and coming up with ways to help them achieve them. So, um, that's, it's, it's really fun for me to do, but, uh, let's move on to outside the box. Nice. And we'll keep this one brief since we, uh, we're kind of, we're running out of time here, but, um, you have anything specific going on? You know, we're, re- we're finishing the year out strong, starting the new year. Um, you got anything specific, uh, going on that you want to discuss before we wrap it up? Um, 
Currently, I guess when this this podcast airs, it will be um, twenty twenty three. Um, and so currently it's duck season. I've said it before and I've said it now. It's my favorite time of the year. I love this Arctic blast that we had come through. Like I love the cold. Um, and so just enjoying as much, I hate small talk. I do hate talking about the weather, but genuinely, um, this, this upcoming year, um, something I'm going to focus on is, is being outside a little bit more and, and, and enjoying the outside time. So, um, outside of the box is getting outside of the box a little bit this year. It's going to be nice. Awesome. Just fresh air, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, uh, I'm glad, uh, glad to see the beautiful sky out there today and, um, just makes you want to get out there. Weather's finally warming up a little bit after yeah. this cold, cold spout. So windows in the podcast studio. Really yeah. Yeah. Free up it really, uh, mentality. really brightens up the, uh, brightens up the mood in here. Um, so I am going to wrap up the year and, uh, do a Instagram reel of the top 10 books I read this year. And I'm excited about that. I've been seeing other people do it and you know, I've, I actually wrote some, um, top 10 book, uh, reviews from, um, previous years. Uh, and I never published them or anything. They're just on my computer. So I'm thinking about just doing that and creating a reel on Instagram. And, uh, so if you're interested, people ask me a lot about books I would recommend. So I want to do that. And I'm contemplating just going back and doing it for the previous years as well, where I've been posting my books on Instagram, just, um, because I, I think people are always looking for uh, good book recommendations. And, um, so, uh, that can be a great way for people to, uh, to follow what I've read and, and have enjoyed. If that's something that you're interested in, go check out my Instagram page. It's O-W-E-N-H-R-2-3. Uh, potentially Plug. We'll, yeah, potentially we'll change that name because it's kind of, uh, I came up with that name because that was the email address I had at my college that they automated, automatically gave to me. And I, so I just kept it for Instagram. But anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, go check out my Instagram if you want some uh, book reviews. And also I always post every book after I finish it. Um, on there so you can kind of scroll back and see what i've read over the years but um i'm looking forward to posting that and uh that's my recommend you know go check it out uh check out uh your your end in that's one of the coolest things about the end of review uh year end is people post their you know best books they read or best movies or best tv shows for the year and it always is a great opportunity to find some cool stuff that you didn't know about that you possibly want to look into so, so i would uh recommend to check that out yeah, and as uh, I actually have to recommend, this is not a paid ad in the least bit, um, <laughs> but I was recently gifted a uh, beam from someone in the gym, and uh, I was uh, at first kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I, I don't think I would I would like that, but um, I've started taking a little bit of beam in the evenings every couple days, and regular melatonin sometimes hit like makes me groggy. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning every morning. So sleep is having quality sleep is a really important thing for me um, and making sure I get enough quantity of sleep so I can perform uh, every single day and, and wake up and, and give the, the first class of the day as much energy as the, as the last class of the day. Um, and so beam for me actually has been a really, really helpful uh, tool to supplement um, here and there. So if you were kind of on the borderline, uh, I've become a, a believer in it. It's not something I do every night, but it's something that here and there um, has helped me with the quality of my sleep, I feel like. So there's a uh, there's a recommend if you want to want to try out. I, I like to keep the recommends food and drink related. So there's mine for the day. <laughs> Keeping your streak going. That's right. All right. Well, that was a great discussion to guys, to, uh, for you guys today. I uh, yeah. hope you guys have a very happy new year and look forward to an awesome 2023. Till then, we'll see you next time.
silky smooth sounds.